Ooh, and Netflix fumbles at the goal line. They almost had it. And we'll tell you what we mean when we talk about the second half of the Netflix original series, Cowboy Bebop. How are you, bud? Oh, Chris. Other than sad. Yeah, we we knew this was going to happen. We 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 talked about it last week, man. They just they just they 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 fucked up the ending, man. And then we we felt it in our plums that this was going to happen, but we were really really hoping that it did. Yeah, but it did, and now we get to talk about it here. Um, man, just, just unfortunate, man. They just fumbled the ball at the one yard line. And this was for the game, man. This was for the game. This was for the, all the glory. And now you're just, nobody cares. Yeah. There's the Seahawks throwing that interception at the very end when they should have just yes. handed the ball to Marshawn Lynch. And... That's right. That's right. That's exactly what this is. And, you know, we'll talk about that amongst other things. Um, and, of course, I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. Yes, and welcome. Welcome back to Shonen and Suds. And like we said, we're covering the second half of Cowboy Bebop, the live-action version. And Cody, it ain't great. It ain't great. Overall, it's okay. But this second half, really, boy, they they came out of the locker room not swinging in the second half. Yeah, it is. uh, There wasn't much of the second half that I really liked, to be honest. I liked episode seven. Mm-hmm. I think it was seven. Seven's the one where we get like a little bit of Faye backstory, right? Where it's like her. Uh, yes. Yeah, I kind of like that episode. Mm-hmm. And uh. Yeah, six it, and seven are fine. Um, I know you said you don't kind of like the whole like Groundhog's Day situation uh, that Spike finds himself, and yeah, it is a little played out. Yeah, I think it's um, just because I've seen you know stuff like that just so many times. Um. Yeah, the episode's fine, but once like, the, like six and seven are are, are good. But when we get to the Mad Pierrot episode, oh man, we take a fucking swan dive. A swan dive into just Shitsville. Yeah, which is unfortunate because like I know Mad Pierrot is like your favorite villain from the, oh my from the original. God. And it started out, I was like, oh man, I like what they're doing with this character. And then like he met Spike and it was like, oh no, no. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely some neat little twists they were doing with them, and then, yeah, just off the deep end <sighs> they went. Yep, because all of my gripes that I had in the first half are, like, exacerbated in the second half. Like, all the things that I said that they shouldn't do in the first half that were kind of jarring, they're like, well, I hope you fucking like a lot more of that, because that's what you're getting. Yeah, you thought Jet's beard was bad. Wait till you get to the second half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It is laughs> It is, but I I will say I will say the entire first five episodes, I thought were very well. I thought they were great. Um, Yeah, I agree. I I, I agree. I liked how they combined some plot points a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I was all in for that first the first five episodes. Like now, I I don't care if I never watch it again. Like Jet's backstory, they had that like. Almost perfect. I was like, man, they really nailed this episode. And then just... Yeah, and it had like the great pulp noir feel to it. Like that episode had a lot of character and just a lot of tone. Then it was like, well, let's let... you know. It's like the boss's kid came in and said, Dad, I want to finish the show. 
yeah, it's uh, it is rough. But uh, Chris, we do have some things to look forward to. I don't have any news this week, but we did have a poll run this week on our Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, it looks like a Silent Voice will be the next movie we cover, so we'll be covering that mm-hmm. next week. If you guys want to follow along with us on that, uh, you can watch it right now on Netflix. Uh, probably the easiest place to go go find it at. And then, Chris, do we want to save the the new poll for the end of the episode? I guess. Yeah, we'll save it for the uh, for the end here. Okay. Um, yeah, we got a, a new poll that we're gonna do. It's gonna be going back to some series, and um, you know, I feel like the one that's gonna win is probably gonna be in an absolute massacre landslide. But it's been highly requested know. of us to watch it. It's like, <laughs> well, it's... you know, honestly, we should just skip the poll and say that's what we're gonna do because we know how this is gonna end. It's not like the Netflix Cowboy Bebop where we're hoping it's going to end, you know, a different way. We know how this one's going to end. Yeah, we'll we'll still rep the poll just in, just in case. Uh, you know, you, I, oh, I like reality sake. Yeah, I like a good underdog story, right, Chris? Um, yeah, me too. But I me feel too. I feel and like it's happen. I feel like it's going to be the pro- like the Promise Neverland poll was where it was just like a snap win, like yeah, by a mile. Like we were just by put, a mile. We were just putting shows up, but it is like the most requested show I've been asked to cover. On the podcast, so so prepare yourself for the poll after uh, after we talk about this shit show. But uh, Cody, you know I'm a little parched because I was ranting and raving and just hemming and hawing before we uh, started recording. So my throat's a little dry, and I can imagine yours is too. So Cody, we gotta know all the kids at home what you drinking. Mm. All right, Chris, I got a 25 ounce Michelob Ultra this week. Damn, watching your carbs, are you? Um, I guess so, Chris. You know, I I almost, Chris, I was looking at Modelo's, but I, I I know you've had the Modelo Especial. I have. But I didn't oh, know, uh, right next to the Modelo Especial, this was the only Modelo in the tall boy section, unfortunately, at the, uh-huh. ga- at the gas station I was at. Um, mm-hmm. But right next to it was the Corona, like, Familiar. Ah, uh, yes. So I was like, wait, is I was like, is the Especial a malt? I was like, I don't. No. I was like, I don't know if it is, and now I'm scared. So I'm like, all right, what else do they got? And I was hey, like, I respect it. I understand the the surroundings. You were a victim of your surroundings. It's yeah, okay. It was just a fear of not knowing, you know. <laughs> like I was like, hey, I get it. Like I like you know, Modelo, big sponsor of the UFC. We got a big UFC fight card that I'm looking forward to this weekend. Like mm-hmm. a Modelo sounded good, but I was like, I don't. It's not worth the risk if it ends it's up... It's a little too close to this Corona Familiar for my liking. So, Especial is is not a malt beverage. It's just like... Those two, yeah, it's just a regular, like, lager. Yeah, Modelo Especial is what normal-ass Corona is. Same thing. Okay. So, thing. isn't there a regular Modelo, though, too? Or am no, I... no, Modelo Especial is it. There's Modelo Especial and there's a Modelo Negra, which is okay. like the amber lager. Okay. Okay, so I, I, I just goofed, but, so that'll be next week. Yeah, no, I get it. Hey, it was the Modelo Especial was awfully chummy with that uh, that Corona Familiar in that freezer case, so I get it. Oh, man, Chris, they could have had a natural light up there, and I would have looked at it differently just because it was next to the Corona. See? I would have been like, I, I don't know if I trust you anymore. really natural light? <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's what I'm having, just a plain old Michelob Ultra. I don't think I've had a Mick Ultra on the cast yet. Not a beer I have very often because, obviously, we're in, we're in mm-hmm. uh, Anheuser-Busch territory over here. Um, but Indeed. It tastes all right. It just tastes like a shitty Bud Light. Um, you're, you're watching your carbs, and I'll be damned if I don't respect it. It's okay. You're coming off a big Thanksgiving dinner. you got to cut the carbs somewhere to even it out. 
That's right, Chris. And, uh, you know, I'm off once again for Christmas break for the holidays. I won't be back to work until January 25th. So, Jeez. Chris, I'm just I'm just chilling at home, gaming, watching anime, having a great time. And uh, Man, the one time that there's no reunion event at the first week in January. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate. But enough about that, Chris. What are you having today? What are you drinking? Well, I am having just something simple. You know, I haven't really had a chance to get much from the store. You know, you know it. I know it. I love it. You hate it. It's the mortal enemy of AB. I'm drinking a nice Miller Lite. Oh, a Miller Lite. I almost considered it, Chris. I almost did. I looked at I looked at Coors Light, I looked at Miller Lite, and I looked at Michelob Ultra, and I was like... Ah. I feel like... But I feel like if you were... If, where you're at, if you were to buy a Miller Lite... Like, you would grab the bottle and a cage would just drop down from the ceiling around you. And like they, they'd just beat your ass with a boat paddle and make you leave the store. That's probably how it would go. Um, I even looked at, like, like the Coors Light. They weren't in Tallboys. They were in, like, these little, like, aluminum bottles. But it just looked, uh-huh. it just looked weird. Like, I don't know. Like... Yeah, like if you're gonna grab a single beer, you gotta go with a tall boy, or unless it's you gotta unless, have the unless... big old fucking magnum can that you can just wrap and just grip the paper bag around, you know? Yeah, like or unless it's like a forty ounce or something, which most gas stations, like out here oh, yeah. on this side of the river, don't have them. Um, but yeah, I I thought the Coors Light bottle just looked like a total bitch drink. Like it was like a little twelve ounce. Mm-hmm. Like, what what is that supposed yeah. to do? Yeah, did you fall out of a six-pack and they just put you on the shelf just to make you feel good? Is yeah, that what I happened? I don't know why they make those. And there was Bud Light ones and Budweiser ones. I'm like, who buys one bottle of beer? Like, it, that's not going to get not you anywhere. Not me, goddammit. Like, even if you're grabbing road sodies, you better at least go with the big boys. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but yeah, that's how I ended up on the Michelob Ultra. You got a, you got a Miller Light. We will never be sponsored right. by Anheuser-Busch on this podcast, unfortunately. That's right. <laughs> we do. We we dogged on the holiday pack. We do, we're, we're not even supporting them this week. It's all bad. Man, that's right. They're 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 putting a stop on that payment that they sent us all sent us already. That's right, Chris. We'll never. <laughs> we're never going to be but on the side okay. of a. We're never going to be on the side of a Budweiser can like Nelly was. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right. God damn it. God damn it. Speaking of things, we're never going to be on the side of a live action anime adaption because Cody, the trend continues. Oh yeah, it sure does. Chris, I got yeah, it. I guess, I guess with that being said, let's go ahead and dive right in. Let's put this baby to bed. Yep. So we are picking up at episode number six, which is titled binary two step. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, there's, there's a lot of neat things happening here. Um, you know, we, we see a new uh, friend of jets, our old gal, Mel, um, you know, basically kind of drop in where Bebop needs, uh, I want to say that the Bebop has something wrong with some of its engine parts and Mel's there to let them know, Hey, you need stuff. It's like gel. It's like jets, like personal mechanic, I guess, or like one of his old buddies. Yeah. 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 Mel's a cool character. I actually like a lot of the stuff that is happening in, in, the, in this episode outside yeah. of the vi- virtual reality stuff. Um, yeah, because this is the episode where we actually get to we see the name Radical Ed, uh, you know, mentioned in this episode. This is basically the um, the their take on the the chess episode. That's that's what I remember from the anime where Ed's playing chess with the with the AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was so that, chess master. Basically, from the yes, anime? yeah, and that's kind of what this episode is like. Spike, um, basically, they 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 get a hot tip from Ed on a uh, on a bounty. Um, 
and then it ends up being Dr. Londis, who is like the um I wanna say uh where's Dr. L- uh, I'm trying to remember what Dr. Londis was. Um it was a um like a like the cult, like the 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 free your mind movement or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um but basically when Spike is investigating that, it gets caught like in this uh this virtual reality simulator where he's reliving this moment with where Julia finds him. Because we left off uh, the, where it ended last time was where, you know, Julia found out that Spike was alive. So, you know, when you it happens the first time, you're like, oh, shit, she found him. And then she gets her head fucking blown off by by Vicious. So but then it's like, OK, so we start we see that this is just the stimulation that he's in. And that kind of loops over and over again. And every, like every time he tries to save her, she ends up dying. Um. Which I was thinking, okay, maybe this is some foreshadowing, but uh, definitely does not turn out to be the fucking case Chris, at all. Chris, if only that was the correct foreshadowing. Not if only. But, um, you know, one of the things here, and this had, this had a lot of people coming in hot, uh, Scissor Me Timbers. Uh, Faye has herself a little uh, a little afternoon delight with our old gal Mel here. Yeah, Chris. On the uh, on the boat, Thanks. you know, you know how that goes. You're doing some of that hot, steamy mechanical work, and uh, next thing you know, your pants are in the corner, and uh, you're just all cuddled up on a on a mattress on the floor. Oh yeah, Chris. As soon as they locked eyes, I was like, oh, here we go. We, we... Oh, they're, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have some fun. They're gonna have the sex. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I I guess we should mention that Faye does buy it, gets. <laughs> this is separate from the Sister Me Timbers thing, <laughs> but yes. Faye Faye does get a rail gun. Um. <laughs> Horribly named. This was actually kind of funny. <laughs> she does get a real gun, doesn't <laughs> she? <laughs> but um, I thought this was funny. She orders this like handheld real gun. Everybody's like, "That's a piece of shit. It's a scam." And she's like, "No, it's not." Which is funny because the real gun actually ends up being like what fucking saves them at the end. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I really did like the banter that they had over it. Like it just it reminded me of like the anime, like which is great. Yeah. Um. And, th- and this episode's pretty cool. I can't even re- remember how they get out of this whole, uh, how Spike uh, gets out of the VR thing. I know they, they have to. They have to get to the. Um, I want to say. Oh, they had to go to the mainframe on Earth. That's yeah, right. they, had, they had to hack into the mainframe, and the only way they could get inside of it was well using a phase railgun. Yep. So it turns out the railgun like shot. I don't even know what it was like a paperclip or something. Yeah, through and the... shot it right through the fucking wall that was on the mainframe, uh, basically saving Spike. As because uh, what was happening is it was it was like I guess taking over his mind or something, and they they did it the old the old ninety nine percent, and you've got two seconds left. You know that classic trope. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which wire are but... you gonna cut on the bomb? You know. Something's exactly. The old similar. red, you're dead. Blue, you're through. So, but then we get this whole thing. Um, Spy, uh, Faye and Mel have their little goodbye. You know, of course that you know, you know she. I want to say, um, tells Faye to continue like searching for herself because we know that she still doesn't know who she is or you know where she comes from. And um, you know, Spike kind of or Spike has the moment where like you know he just he can't he won't be he can't let go of Julia. Which again, I'm okay with that being like the setup for how this season's going to end. It's fine. It makes sense. Um, yeah, he's got to get his girl, right? Yeah, he's got to get the girl. He's got to get the get the crown, save the town, um, and Mr. Krabs. But um, the next episode is uh, is kind of fun. Here we have uh, we get a fun little episode with um, with Faye's mom. Yeah, who just shows up, Chris, literally out of the blue. 
Like out of very typical, fucking, typical mom. Like I think it's it's Faye's like tanning or something, and she's looking at like a nudie mag, and Sp- yep. and Spike's like fishing, and then all of a sudden, just here comes Whitney, Faye's like fake mom, like just yeah, and. Hey, I need she's like sitting there reading a she's reading a Playboy. She's like, I think I like boobs. Or do I like thighs? And I'm like, hey, girl, I like whatever you like. <laughs> and so it is funny, like Spike's trying to fish and he just can't figure out the fucking reel, so he just like tosses it into the fucking um just into the fucking uh ocean or whatever whatever it is that they're fishing at. Yep. And then um we get to meet Whitney. Um it seems like Whitney is the one that after Faye was awoken from, you know, cryo sleep or whatever it is. The like, one who stole her identity kit. Yeah, she stole her identity kit, which basically is just stealing her identity. Like, takes away her memories. I don't really understand yep. exactly how they work. Um, mm-hmm. But she needs a ride to somewhere. I don't remember where she needs to go, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, she and of course, she woos, she woos Spike, uh, you know, Spike and Jet, um, you know, Talk, you know, just try, tries to put on the front of being like the good mom, but like quickly, like she cooks for him, and uh, even Jet's kind of like, mm, something seems off. You know, when they're when they're like arguing over by the fridge, Jet's like, mm, something seems off. Um, they look at Faye's body language, and Spike's just like, whatever, dude, don't care. Yeah, and of course they eventually find out that she is like a con artist. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to say when they pull that up, that's when Faye walks in. She's like, oh shit. And like, yeah, they kind of think Faye is in on it too. Yeah, and like, they're kind of upset with her. They're like, oh, we trusted you, yada, yada, yada. This all gets interrupted by the Iron Mink. Uh, yeah. Who's basically, our, our notorious arms dealer. Yeah, he's basically like the, the biggest arms dealer in the in the whole galaxy. Um, yep. And, you know, he threatens and, to like blow up the ship, you know, do all the bad guy stuff. Yeah, typical bad guy stuff. And of course, you know, they start going after everything, trying to get all this sorted out. Well, Jet has to go to his daughter Kimmy's recital. So we get a fun little moment here where they're, I, I forget where they're at, um, what planet they're on or what moon they're on. And uh, Jet just kind of peels into this store real quick to uh, to watch Kimmy's recital. And Spike is just left to have to basically fight all the Iron Minx's goons. Oh yeah, this is a super funny scene. Uh, basically, Jet and Spike take Whitney's ring because they think that's how the Iron Mink is tracking her. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, that's right, that big ass like diamond ring. Yeah. Meanwhile, Whitney and Faye go to get Faye's identikit so she can give it back to her. Um, yep. And, and so she has this really big like uh, warehouse that has like the ship that Faye eventually uses. The one that she uses in the anime is the one she gets here. Um, and uh, her identikit, which is pretty much just a VHS tape. Um, and at this point, we, um, they're, you know, the Iron Mink corners them, but you find out this whole time that Whitney and the Iron Mink are fine. They got, they got like a little safe word. They're, they're running, they're running their cons together. Yeah. And then once she says the safe word, it, I mean, they, these two just basically get it on right there. And then Faye's like, all right, I got to no. get the fuck out of here. Now, yeah, she just kind of sneaks back into the ship and just peels out. Yeah, now I remember a VHS tape from the anime. So, isn't that originally how she found? Didn't she find this tape in the anime also? I was trying to think. I believe so. I yes. Just, I remember they go and they try to find a VCR, but they get like a beta tape player, and then I yep. want to say they go and get a VCR at some point so she can watch this video. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and then Chris, we kind of shift gears a little bit here, um, talking about. Uh, Vicious and the Syndicate. He meets up. Yeah. He meets up with Mao Yinrai and uh, mm-hmm. Santiago, 
and they kind of yeah. ha- have like a little like like a little lunch type get together thing where Vicious kind of lays out the whole plans. Yeah. Uh, he he basically wants to have I can't remember if Santiago arrest him and then Mao be the one that's accusing him and like it's basically they mm-hmm. bring him in bring him before um what is the name of the is it the elders? Uh, this is just the, the elders, yeah, just the elders, yeah. Okay, it is the elders. He basically wants them to have him be cuffed against the elders, and then the elders will order him to be killed by his own sword. Mao will go grab the sword, and then, like, the shackles that he's under will be, like, you know, fake shackles where he can just break out, take a sword, kill the elders, and then those three will take over the syndicate. Exactly. And after. So, uh, we do find out that that plan does not go, uh, you know, as intended, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. It goes uh, it goes south. It goes pretty tits up. Yeah, very. Which is a great way to describe the rest of the fucking show. Yeah, and then we see later on we see Julia talking with Mao, and she basically offers Mao to betray Vicious. So Julia, you can yep. see she's th- she's still she's not just an evil girl stuck with this guy. She's trying to get out of this. Um, exactly. And then of course the episode kind of ends with us. We get to watch Faye's little tape where. Or she's like a cheerleader and young and trying to tell herself that, you know, you can be whatever you want to be. Go me. Yeah. Very, like, time capsule-esque if you guys have ever, like, yeah. participated in something like that. or Yeah, it was cool. Like, like the, and which is fine because this is, like, probably one of the last, like, good moments of the show. Because, Cody, here we go to episode eight and where it is all downhill from here. We have like a little bump every once in a while, but it's all just it's all just to the pits of hell at this point. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Vicious, he, he's, he um, hires an assassin to go after Spike, um, not just any assassin. He goes after uh, P- uh, Perot LeFeau, which we all know from the anime is Mad Perot. Um, you know, he's a genetically enhanced, insane fucking assassin that has a thing for dogs. I want to say in the anime, he hated cats because um, that's that's what stopped him from killing Spike in the first place. When uh, when he corners him in the anime, when he corners him in the alley and like that cat's like on the trash can and it gives Spike and he goes nuts, sees the cat and it gives Spike enough time to fucking get away with a, you know, within an inch of his life. Um, so I'm like, oh man, this is really fucking cool because, you know, he's all like, you know, he's sitting in like a jail cell and, you know, the nurse is like, Hey, you probably don't want this guy. He's pretty insane and he's going to kill everybody. And, and of course, you know, the dogs, like Ayn is there and the dogs are barking, which makes him go crazy, which, you know, you, you start seeing some of the flashbacks where he hates dogs. And then, um, Vicious kills the uh, the nurse that's there. And so I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be really cool. But Cody, it's not. It's fucking not. Because Mad Perot shows up. And they're, it's got okay. stupid... I'll say their first fight is kind of cool. Um, but not with those stupid fucking rocket boots, man. It's like, it's... Man. Like, I would have much rather him been... Like, I'm okay with him having, like, the shield and everything... But like when he starts using these stupid rocket boots, like it just looks like it looks like just real, just cheesy, just real cheesy. I don't know. Like I really, really hated this. I liked him not wearing the stupid fucking costume, which eventually happens. But like I don't know. Like it was, it was fine until they needed him to fly around like a fucking dickhead. 
Yeah, just have him be some crazy guy in a street jacket that can't be shot. Yeah. And like... Can he have just been like John Wick, but bad? Right? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, just give him, like have him be out of the street jacket, and then like boom, that's it. You don't need the clown makeup. We don't need to go to the carnival and. Yeah, just have him be that guy, and you know he beats the shit out of Spike in this first fight, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then they basically <sighs> they save Spike. They give him some fucking. I don't even know what some kind of fancy drug. They throw him in like a tub of this, mm-hmm. like painkiller stuff. I don't know what the hell it is. Um, yep. Which I believe causes Spike to have some more flashbacks of his past with like Vicious and Julia and stuff like that. Um, yep. Which won't really matter because here in a few seconds we're gonna get a gigantic flashback. Um, yeah, an entire goddamn episode of flashbacks. Yeah, but then we kind of uh, we shift gears a little bit. Um, and we see, I can't remember, is this where the syndicate gets taken over by? Yeah, this is where, um, you okay. know, they, they have the thing where they've got Vicious, they got Vicious, you know, with the gag, and they've got him tied down, and Mal's about to behead him, and then Mal basically, you know, says that, you know, she, you know, that, that you know, she's going to behead him, you know, that she let, you know, says something about, uh, uh, I forget what she says, but she has like a witty one-liner, knowing that she basically took Julia up on her offer and betrayed, uh, betrayed, um, Vicious. And you can, so, and you, you see can, this. Oh, no, go ahead. You can also tell that like Vicious can't get out of these shackles that he's in. Like you can tell, oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's trying he's like, to like, like, he's like these should have broke. Like what's going on here? Like just in his head, of course. I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Then she swings and his he's sword. He's like moaning, like looking around, and I'm like, oh man, he's really selling this thing in me. Yeah. Um. But then we see the sword come down, and we see Vicious's head just fucking roll across the floor. And at first, I was like, "Oh shit, is this how they're going to do this?" Of course not, Cody. Because we th- this this is probably the coolest moment in this episode where I guess they had used whatever hologram technology they have, and that was actually uh, Santiago fucking yeah. tied up down there. And Vicious, we we had the old the old triple cross, Cody, the art of the deal. That's right. Vicious is always ahead of you guys. You shouldn't try and cross him and. Then he pretty That's much right. he pretty much just lays waste to everybody in the room, Chris. Um, kills them all. Kills Mao. Kills all of the elders, including his father, who's like the head the head of the the whole syndicate. Which I was really hyped to see. I love that actor, uh, John Noble. Mm-hmm. Big big fan of that actor. I'm, Fringe is one of my favorite TV shows of all time, and of course we all know him as Doctor Walter Bishop from that show. So. Big, big fan. So it was really it was a pleasant surprise to see John Noble here. Yeah, you get to see him for a few seconds before he dies. And uh, uh-huh. and now Vicious has taken over the Syndicate. And you know, there's nobody else standing in his way, basically, except for, you know, he wants to obviously take care of Spike. Um, yep. And I guess we should mention that, uh, I guess it was before this, where uh, Mad Perot, he hacks into Ayn. And this is where the Bebop crew kind of finds out that Ayn is... Not just your ordinary, you know, corgi dog. Like he, he's a data dog. He's a data dog, and basically sends a message. Says, "Hey, have Spike meet me at Earthland, which I guess is some kind of theme park." And yep. Of course, Spike. You know, before his injuries are all healed, he goes to Earthland, disables like his tracking, so that that or no, he disables the whole ship actually. Yeah, that's right. He, like, and of course, this is where when Mad Perot shows up at Earthland, he finds the stupid fucking uh, Tongpu 
whatever costume in the thing. And I was like, no, why the fuck? Like, why? Why did they need him to put on this costume? Yeah. Just, just in case we didn't know who the fuck he was, let's have him dress up like again. Cody, it goes back to what I was saying last week. You don't need to try to mimic the way they look in the fucking anime. Like you had a, I liked the way he looked when we first met him. Yeah. He didn't need to have the fucking top hat and the big old frilly fucking collar. He didn't need to have that. Like does that did nothing for him. Yep. Yeah, it was a uh, not not a big fan of the second fight. Um, but they fight basically. Lafu Le- just shoots around, like just dodges it all. And then throws mm-hmm. out like a dog toy, and then like Mad Pro's yeah. like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, because Spike has because Spike realized the way to get through his little shield that he has is you got to use like bladed weapons. You can't use guns. So of course Spike goes in with the daggers, um, and then like you said, Spike gets him in the leg with a thing, and he starts crying like a little bitch. And it's just like, okay, you've made no indication at this point that that's that he's that fucked in the head. Not like in the anime where you realize he's basically been experimented on like a very long time and he still had like the mind of a child. Whereas this Mad Piro was not that. So the fact that that they 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 fucking shoehorn that in at the end, like there's no reason Spike should have just been able to just like he know he had to get the blades. You know, I like the idea of Spike just kind of getting a wild lucky shot off. Yeah, like he did in the anime, but in this case, like I would have liked to have seen him, like maybe fucking kill him with that wild shot, you know, like right between the eyes, man, something. No, he just threw a fucking beanie baby at him. Chris and was like, "Oh, he's scared of it. All right, cool. I'll go stab him in the leg." Yep, and then he like flies away, and the and then like his fucking grenades drop, and then the whole fucking like I don't know how that little bandolier of grenades made the whole goddamn park explode. But you know what? Whatever. Whatever. I'm so out of it at this point. Chris, I don't know how the grenades... I don't know how the pins got pulled. There's so many questions. But The whole thing just blew up. Yeah. The whole goddamn park just smithereens. And Mad Perot just flies into space and dies. And, yep. uh And then, Chris, we get... Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are just on a downward slope here. Um, but yeah, just to touch on that part of or that episode... It, it seems like they switch to the anime stuff when it's, like, convenient for them. Like, they're like, Yes, oh. I hate when they fucking do that, dude. Yeah, like, either tell the anime story or don't, but, like, I, I don't know. Some of the best moments in the show have been when they're not trying to mimic the anime. I'm okay with, like, paying tribute and interjecting these characters in, but every time, the more they try to mimic the anime, the more they fucking fail at it. So, yeah. like... I, this episode would have been fine with that Matt, out Mad Piro. You know who would have been great people for Spike to fight in this episode? Maybe like Shin and Lin. Yep. That would have been really cool. Yeah, or do something. Or, something. Like, or just have Mad Piro just be the psycho guy and then have him fight and like barely gets Mad out Spike of there. Kill him. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you don't gotta have it. <laughs> Whatever, Chris. Let's just let's just move That's on. That's all. Let's just get yeah. to the next episode, number nine, Blue Crow Waltz, which is essentially our flashback telling of yep. Spike and Vicious's story. Um, basically, they yep. were part... The whole episode is a flashback. Whole episode, which probably I could tell you in ten minutes. Um, and not even ten minutes, it'll take me about two seconds. Spike uh-huh. and Vicious are partners under this capo guy, basically... Uh, they're negotiating. The guy with who should have been Mao Yinrai. 
The guy who literally should have been Mao Yenrai, but uh, you know what? I'll talk about all the characters I think that should have been so and so afterwards. I guess because mm-hmm. there's just so sure. many botched um, castings on on this latter half. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, they're negotiating with like the Nep- the Neptune cartel. I think he just refers mm-hmm. to as the cartel. Um, yeah. Basically, tells Spike to keep an, an eye on Vicious. Um, I don't even remember. They like. I can't remember. Well, they meet. They, of course, they meet Julia. Spike falls. They, you know, they they hang out with Julia. They do this. They do the thing. Julia becomes like the main entertainer at uh, Anna's nightclub. Mm-hmm. Vicious finds a Neptune thug or whatever and just kills him. Just fucking just kills him. And while him, Spike and him, Spike and Julia are out just gallivanting around the town, which basically. You know, vicious. It gives back this whole thing where, like, the their their capo was saying that you know, vicious is kind of out of control. You yeah. know, you're always cleaning up his messes. And he so... also he also fucked up the Neptune deal to begin with. I want to say they like called yep. him crazy or they said something that he didn't like. Um, yep. Which already obviously pissed off the syndicate. And then when they were out, vicious found the guy that I, I think it was the leader of the Neptune cartel and killed him. Mm-hmm. Which obviously red flags everywhere. Um. And while they're out on the town, like, you can tell that Spike and Julia are growing closer, but at this point, Vicious and her are dating. Um, yep. Just doesn't even make sense. Like, they just look like the ugliest couple I've ever seen. Uh, but <laughs> It ain't great. But you can tell, like, she goes dancing with Spike. Like, you can tell there's, like, some feelings growing here. Um, oh, yeah. Sparks fly immediately. Yeah, Spike, of course, gets ordered to execute him from, execute Vicious from the syndicate because they're like, look, he's out of control. Yep, he's done this thing. He's Marty take him, and Spike feels this great debt to Vicious because, like, Vicious basically found Spike when they were kids, and kind of, kind of brought him into the life essentially. Um, so Spike doesn't actually kill Vicious. He goes and basically takes out the whole fucking Neptune gang by himself. Yeah, he takes takes them all out and bangs Julia. How about that, Chris? Yeah, dude, all in one night. What a what a stud. Um, but then, uh, let's see what else happens then. Oh, then he goes back to Julia. Basically, he's like, look, I'm, I want to leave the syndicate. I want you to run away with me. You know, the whole typical kind of spiel there. Oh, yeah. Um, and he basically, I want to say, he tells her to meet her, meet her at this like bridge or something like that. Right. Like meet me under the bridge, you know, like the, the scene that we've always seen Excuse me, got the yeah. beer, got the beer burps. Um, but like where the rose, with the rose and the yeah, all the gunshots, all that stuff. Um, he basically is waiting under the bridge, has a rose that he mm-hmm. picked up from Anna, and she's like, yep. "You better protect her because Anna doesn't want Julia to get involved with any of this." Um, yep, and of course they get all the the paperwork, changing their name, all that stuff. Grin handles all the paperwork and what have you. Yeah, but uh, all this is all this is uh, ruined, Chris, because. Vicious and a group of the syndicate show up at, at the bridge scene, and uh-huh. well, first they go fuck up Anna and Grin. Oh yeah, they um, do. I forgot about that. Because uh, Vicious finds out from his dad, from a Walter Bishop, about you know what was going on. Vicious goes and doesn't doesn't kill, beats up Grin and stabs Anna in the leg, which is why we see her now walking with like the cane. Mm-hmm. And then they all shoot Spike in the classic. His body falls over and into the water, just floating away. And then we see like the rose hit the little puddle, you know, like we see always in the uh, anime. 
Yep, and Spike is presumed dead, but obviously... Of course he is. And then, Chris, that, that that's episode 9, so we got our, our, our mediocre backstory. Let's go ahead and talk about episode 10. Oh, my God. You mean the worst episode of the fucking bunch? Goes out with a whimper. This is this is the fumble, man. Chris, uh, this episode fucking sucks. Um, basically, Anna and Grin find Spike um, while Jet and Faye are looking for him at the Earthland. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of nurse him back to health. Um, and when they go, they when they figure out where Spike's at, they go to Anna's. Um, and while well, at that point, Spike had find well before they make it there. Um, no, 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 no. Did it have, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. They were going at. They found out where he was at. But yeah. while they're there, Jet gets the phone call. Yeah, while they're there, Jet gets a phone call, basically saying that Kimmy, his daughter, has been kidnapped by Vicious. Um, and whoever calls Jet, I don't know if it's if it's Chalmers or if it's you know his ex-wife or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but they basically inform him that Spike's a former syndicate, which. I just thought, I guess I thought Jet already knew that because he kind of like always knows in the anime. I feel like maybe I'm wrong about that, um, but so then Jet turns his attention to Spike because now he like, yo, you're a former syndicate. You lied to me. Jet, I want to say it was episode six or seven when they had the conversation that Spike. Yeah, Jet assumes that Spike was ex-military, and mm-hmm. Spike doesn't tell him no. Spike's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he just kind of rolls. Let, let's him believe it. Yeah, yeah. So now he's pissed off at him. Everybody's pulling guns on each other. Spike's like, "Look, you need me to save her. We'll we'll, we'll get her out of this." Yada yada yada. Kind of t- brings them up to speed. Like him and Vicious were former partners. Blah blah blah. Um, and then Chris, we have. Let's see. I want to say well, we get the scene where they um they. They, they, you know, they're at odds with each other, but they, they work together. Because I think, is this where they, the stupid, I'm not going to carry that weight. Uh, oh, yeah. Fucking yeah. line is. Yeah, I think Jet throws Spike in the trunk. And then. Yeah. Jet wants to, I, I don't know. Jet and Faye are at a disagreement because she's like, look, we need Spike. Like, Sherry lied, but like, you, you know, like, he, she kind of is on Spike's side a little bit. And then Jet says something to her, and she goes, look, I'm not going to carry that weight, and just kind of, like, walks off on her own, and I literally just, Fuck like... you! Dude, I just literally wanted to throw my remote, like, as far through the TV as I possibly could. Like, oh my God, you don't get to use that line. Don't ever use the line unless it's the end of the show. Yes. Which, at this point, hopefully we never get to. Hopefully they just cancel this fucking shit. Just... Show. Oh, Chris, it is just so bad. Um, But, basically, they go to meet where Kimmy's at, and... We, the viewer, we don't see that clearly Jet and Spike have made some arrangement here. We're like, Spike's going to pop out of the trunk and shoot everybody. Mm -hmm. Save the girl, all this stuff. But of course, Chris, when they go to shoot, like, Shin and, like, the other goon that's there with them and Vicious, they're holograms, so they're just being projected. Um, Yep, same with Kimmy. And then next thing you know, they're all surrounded by even more members of the Syndicate, captured, tied up, and taken to... The church, Chris. Um, oh, you gotta have the church. You gotta have the church, which we... I mean, dude... <laughs> I, I don't even know why Jet has to be here at all. Like, he's just there for no reason. Like, Jet and Kimmy are just there for literally no reason. They could have just had Spike go on his own after Vicious, and... I agreed. Would have been fine. I agreed. I would have been A-OK with it. 
but uh, they didn't, and um, and now we have to suffer for it. <laughs> that's right. Uh, basically, they're getting tortured there. Um, of course, old girl Faye shows up and shoots through the windows, starts taking out a bunch of the members of the syndicate, freeing Jet, or yeah, freeing Jet, freeing Spike, and basically. Spike walks out, Kimmy and Jet. He's like, hey, get these two out of here. I got to go inside and handle business with Vicious. Um, uh-huh. And then he goes in here, Chris, which we know they're just going to, you know, they're trying, they're going to try and recreate this iconic moment from the anime. Um, not very good. We have a, we have our showdown between Vicious and Spike. Uh and this, this we okay. This this is this is the part that pisses me off, right? So they're fighting, and it's fine. You know, we got the whole gun versus sword thing, like they did in the anime. But then, like Spike blocks a, a slash from Vicious with a chair. Chair immediately falls to pieces. But the way it fell apart, Cody, was pretty convenient. Now we got a couple of tanfas. That's you know the way the chair legs broke. Oh yeah, Chris. He turns into fucking Spike. Sunsei from Dynasty Warriors or something. Right. <laughs> But then, but I'm thinking, like, that sword literally just cut through that chair. How the fuck? And then he just starts deflecting sword strikes with the thing. I was like, you, your arm should be long since gone from your body. Like, it's little <laughs> shit like that that just makes that. It's just, it's just bad, bad, inconsistent storytelling, right? Like, it's. I'd be fine if he, like, picked it up and maybe, like, deflected, but then, like, it broke in half, and it was just like, okay, well, fuck this. Go for, you know, even if you want to do the little comedic thing, or just have him not pick it up in the first place, or have him throw it at Vicious, something, but not use it as a weapon for a little bit when he clearly just cut the chair clean in fucking <laughs> half with no problem. That leg does not stand a chance. And not at all. Um, but, of course, we have this, the iconic moment where, like, there's a pause in the action where, like, Spike has the gun to Vicious and Vicious has the sword to Spike. Like, yep. Oh, we we, we didn't know. We, we we're forgetting about like two of the major parts in this. So, so of course, like we said, Spike and Jet got ki- captured earlier. And oh, you know, you know, they got captured after the whole showdown at the hologram thing. But you know, Faye's gonna come save them. The stakes are so low here. Like, they got the gun point. Like, you know, Kimmy's running over to Jet, hugging him, and. And it's they got you know Shin and Lin are getting ready to shoot and it's like, okay, face face showing up now. Up oh, there she is. So she comes through and you know blasts everybody and allows them to get away. And that's when Spike goes back and has the showdown with Vicious. But while that's going on, Cody. Yeah, I forgot about our, I forgot about the car scene, Chris. Oh my God, the worst, the next worst scene. Yeah. So basically, we have Julia, two members of the syndicate up front, and then. Either Shin or Lin, I'd, whatever one they recasted as a girl, um, cause they were just they were both guys in the anime, but one's a girl now. And basically, she's just hearing Julia talk about how she loves Spike, and then she's like, "Oh, so you actually love Spike?" And she's like, "Yeah." She's like, "All right, well, let me just choke out the driver here, crash the fucking car." All three of us are going to die, and you can just walk to the church, I guess. <laughs> Go get your man, <laughs> dude. It is. It's so bad. Like she like it pisses me off because like she had the gun the whole time, but opted for the piano wire, choked <laughs> the driver. Like you really took the long way to get here and died. Like you died in the yeah. process. I, I'm Why assuming. Why didn't you just 
buckle your seatbelt, pull out your gun, and shoot the two people in the front seat. Yeah, or like, you know, shoot the passenger, put the gun to the driver's head, and say, stop the car. Like, there's so many... Then she could have given Julia the car. She'd have gotten there way faster. But Chris, there there wouldn't be the cool car flip scene, which... Ah. Ooh, cool action scene. Yay. Fuck that. (laughs) Fucking terrible. Just horrible. The worst scene in the show. Um, so then somehow Julia hobbles to the church. Um, of course, just in fucking time. Um, and basically Spike and Vicious are fighting. Um, Vicious gets the gun from Spike, points it at him, and then uh, Julia shows up just in time. No injuries from the car flipping over multiple times. No big oh, deal. Oh, no, no, no. She's fine. She she walks away clean while everybody was just coughing up gallons of blood. <laughs> yeah, all, all the side characters died there. Uh, but she shoots Vicious, and we're like, okay. You know? This is it? This this is going to be, you know, and they're going to take care of the problem here. I was like, maybe the show will just end here. Um, oh, man, please. Please, God, she, please. Then she goes over to Spike. They have one of the worst dialogue exchanges probably ever. Um, where she's basically like, yeah, finish him off. We're going to take over the syndicate. I'm like, what? No. Like, no. It, like, I, I was like, maybe she's on drugs or like, maybe like, you know, maybe like somebody like gave her some red eye and she's just not herself right now. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's somebody wearing her head as a hologram or something. You know what I mean? Someone disguising herself. You know Chris, what I mean? The whole rest of the episode, I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to say like, just kidding. Right. And like, that's not the real Julia, or... Something. No, we're not, Chris. Um, so basically, her and Spike... Spike's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I don't want to live this, like, this like assassin life anymore. Um, kind of being, like, realistic here. Um, yeah. And then she's like, well, why didn't you ever come for me? And he's like, well... Like, why didn't you come save me from Vicious? You knew where I was the whole time. And he's like, well, everybody told me that you guys were married, and... I thought, you know, I, I, they said that you chose him over me, so, like... Fuck you! Because, I, I mean, that's what Vicious told him when they met under the bridge. He was like, she chose me, like... Yeah. And Spike's like, oh, shit, all right. Well, all right, uh, shit. But... Well, I guess I'll tell my story walking. But then Chris, she fucking shoots Spike, and he falls out the stained glass window and down to the water with below. The, uh, with the music playing and from the... Uh... From the last episode of what's over the whatever the scene where like he Spike shooting his way up the church. Yeah, I can't remember and the name it, of that song, but yeah, <sighs> he falls, uh, presumably dead again, but he lands in water, so you know he's not dead. Um, yep. And this is kind of like the the breaking up of the crew. Jet, you know, Jet's parents coming or Kimmy's parents come and get her, leaves Jet there. Um, Faye basically packs her shit and she's leaving from the bebop as well. Spike is alive, walking, you know, just walks away from this clean. Get, oh, not clean, and he's pretty fucked up, and he goes and gets hammered drunk. And the show ends, Cody, with Spike passing out in an alleyway. But he's awoken by a very familiar face. And good old Radical Ed, Chris. Finally shows up... Ed- in the last minute of this show, um, 
Which, and that initial glance we get of Ed, I was like, what the fuck is that? Maybe that was <laughs> the point. But like, I liked Ed every moment after that first scene where with the goggles down and the hair looking upright. This goes back to stop, 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 stop trying to put anime hair on real fucking people. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's rough. God I, damn it. I think the overall thing is just stop making live-action anime adaptations. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, that, it's that always... might be it. I think that's it. With, unless it, the show is already grounded. Like, again, we always go back to Jinro. Up until the very ending of that movie, that movie was absolutely great because there's not a bunch of dickheads flying around with purple hair shooting beams out of their fucking hands <laughs> these were just normal ass people right and even even talk all the shit you want i think the ghost in the shell live action is fantastic Ooh, I... I think it's fantastic because it's something because of how like the because of the cyberpunk nature that we've been doing that live action since the fucking 80s We've been doing it since Blade Runner, so we know we can do that. But mm. I, but I digress. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It's just this whole episode was already shit, and then they bring in Ed. But it, it was, I forgot. Yeah, it, yeah. Ed, but Ed was like, I liked the cadence and the the quirkiness, and like after that first scene, it stopped being so jarring. And then they Ed talks about the bounty on the butterfly man, Vincent, and I'm like, oh, please don't. It's it's the movie. Please don't do the character from the movie. Don't ruin that for me too. Yeah, because they've already ruined. I mean, they just literally ruined Julia. Like my like Julia yeah. was like always in love with Spike and would do like whatever it took for Spike and like. Mm hmm. And, and now she's like, oh, I'm a bad guy actually. Like. <laughs> just playing fucking the heel turn. The like, surprise heel turn. And I've talked with a bunch of people about this, and they're like, oh, I like the, you know, the different, the changes to the show. I'm like, no. Like, no. Just no. Some of the changes were cool, but like... And like, no. and here's the thing. I'm okay. You know, we talked about this last week. I'm okay with them not telling the story of the anime, but like, be consistent about it. Like, and it's the fact that, like, this is such a jarring thing. It's like they, you know, Julia dies in the show. Like, you could have just fucking killed her here. Yeah. You like, when, honestly, when she was talking to Spike after she shot Vicious, I genuinely thought we were going to get a callback to the, um, to the, to the virtual reality episode. And I thought Vicious was just going to shoot her in the head and she was going to die right there. Because it was like the, the pan, like the screen was square on her face. I was like, this is it. Vicious is going to shoot her. This is, this, is, this is that moment that Spike cannot avoid no matter how hard he tries, right? Like, I was really hoping for that. Man, but if, instead we got this shit. If only, Chris, because now Julia has Vicious locked up. She does like the same... In the fucking basement. The same little thing that he did where he, like she put the trigger to his head and pulled it. Mm -hmm. But there was no bullet in the chamber. Um, I don't know, man. Like you're just—I'm supposed to believe that Julia's like the the leader of the syndicate now. Like, yeah. I I don't, so how about fuck that? Yeah, fuck all of that. Um, 
Well, that is the end of Cowboy Bebop, Chris, the live action. I really hope this show gets canceled. Um, it won't because Please. It's, too, it's too popular. Like, that's the problem. It's popular in, like, not a good way. Like, But it, it, it's one of those things where there's no such thing as bad press because to, to, to have an opinion about it means you had to have watched it, and that's all Netflix gives a fuck about. How many times have you streamed it? Yep, yep, yep. Dude, there's just so much wrong about this show. And I've been going back a lot and watching the original Cowboy Bebop, so, like, mm-hmm. I, I I will... Dude, it is just... There's just so many things they got wrong, and, like, I don't understand the point of making a live action, but you want to tell a new story. Like, I know we've talked about that a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I think you follow the same story beats, but you can change up some things, like how they have been. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, like, if you're going to tell a totally new story, don't. Just make a make it the show. Yeah, start with that. Like, yeah. just make the, either make call it, it something else. Yeah, like you don't have to have cyberpunk. You don't even need bounties. Just have this story where like a guy falls in love with another dude's girl, and then they hate each other, and they fight yeah. over it, and then turns out she chooses the bad guy. Yeah, like or she chooses to be the bad guy. It's fine. It is fine. Yeah. Whatever they want to do. You don't have to do like a bunch of random shit where like, oh, here's this girl that doesn't remember anything. Like you can avoid Faye and Jet. You can avoid all these characters and just make your own like show. Like nobody's gonna be like, oh, is this a ripoff yep. of Cowboy Bebop? Like no, it just. And then you can just have the person in the back seat shoot the person in the front seat and just avoid that whole accident. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's just, I don't know, man. It is rough. Like, and, and I, I, I see people getting mad about like. Like, oh, face costume's different. I'm like, who the fuck okay. cares if you can't see down her shirt 99% of the time, you fucking weeb? Like, <laughs> you fucking weeb. Like, like, just let that go. Like, her costume looks fine. Like, I, when she showed up, I'm like, that is clearly Faye. Like, yeah. I can tell that's Faye. Um, like, more, more people need to be mad that, like, Julia's character is just not Julia. Like, yeah, or that, like, Ed looks awful, and Mad Pierrot sucked, and the fact that the, the show just just crashed and burned. Like I and like I said last week, if you want to watch the if you want to watch Cowboy Bebop as in its original form, just go back and watch the anime. Don't bitch about this. But if you were looking initially for something kind of original and different, it was fine at first. But then they just took that to the like to the ninth degree, and just 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 squashed it they just they just forgot how to tell a fucking story it's like they got to the end and forgot what they were supposed to do yeah yeah it's like it's like when they're trying to tell their own story they can't nail it and then they like lean on the anime stuff and they fuck that up too and like they don't hit the themes right like everything is just not and i also think it goes back to well we're not trying to end the show now so how do we do this oh well let's just make julia a bad guy what? Wait, what? Why you not, know, they why could have just kill her. Or maybe not even kill her. Maybe just have Vicious win the fight, and he kicks Spike out the stained glass window, and we're like, shit, what yeah. happened to Spike? And, like, there's the falling out with the Bebop crew, and then, you know, maybe yeah. then a message on the Bebop pops up that Radical Ed's, like, yeah. has, a, has a new mission for him, and, like, maybe he could be like, I think Spike Spiegel is alive, you know, and then credits roll, right? Yeah. Yeah, some... If you're gonna make a second season, give us that cliffhanger. That you know, do that properly. Don't just introduce a character 
and be like, oh, and then name drop a character, like a, 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 a deep cut character. Fucking stupid. I, I like, oh man. Really sad. Just they, really, really sad by what they put in front of us. They literally ruined Julia's entire character. Like, yeah, she wants true. out, she wants to betray Vicious, and then all of a sudden she's like, actually, I want to run the syndicate Psych. now. Like, what? Dude. I haven't been a bad guy this whole time, but guess what? Now I'm a bad guy. Yeah, it's just sucks. Um, very unfortunate because I think the like the first five episodes were really good. Um, we were on the right track. I like the small then... changes. Like I like almost everything. Um, yeah. and then they just like they drifted more and more away from the anime, and then they tried to bring the anime back when it like. Just for some certain story beats that didn't really make much sense. I, they, I, just yeah, a I huge, typical disappointment like every other live-action film. If you want live-action yep. anime made, please find a new podcast. Like, dude, live-action anime should just never be made. Netflix should not be allowed to touch anime. Like, just stay the and, and fuck away from it. what keeps happening, and what keeps happening whenever, like, something good live-action starts... Or, like, they just, they fumble it at the end. Like, again, going back to, to Jinro, the ending was already done perfect for you. Just do that again. That's all you had to do. Yeah. All you had to do was bang, 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 bang. Pull the trigger. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> roll credits. Instead, you were like, oh, no. I gotta no, save no, the no, girl. No. Like, it's not, it's a sad ending for, like, it's not supposed to be a happy ending. Like. Yeah, the whole idea is it's tragic. It's a tragic story. Yeah, like, imagine if the live action of Grave of the Fireflies, which I've never seen, so, like, maybe this does happen. I doubt it. But, like, imagine if at the end of Grave, Grave of the Fireflies live action, like, both the kids just make it. Like, everybody be like, well... Yeah, you don't want that. Like, it's not supposed to happen. Is, like, Yeah, they're, they're supposed to die. You're, you, know, you know when you're getting into this show that they're dead, that they are already dead, and they just don't know it yet, but we do. Yeah, like awful so I, fucking awful that's how this feels and that's how along the wolf brigade of course felt um but chris we got to throw this on our uh on our live action ranking so let me <laughs> let me pull up the note here quick um let's see all right live action I mean, rankings we... we have only covered death note along the wolf brigade and this i believe yeah um, I think this one is going to go to, I, I think it's not number one. I think the, along with the Wolf Brigade is still a pretty, like the pretty hands down number one, even at the end of all of this, I, I might go ahead and just make this number two. Um, just cause I think, I think Death Note tried to imitate the anime just a little too much and just kind of failed at every turn. Um, whereas I think this one started out really, really strong, very much like Jinro, right? Started out very, very strong and then just petered out at the end until it just stopped trying. But I think Jinro was better for longer. Yeah, and of course, you're, you're talking about Ilong, right? Being, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Ilong, so you, yeah. You have Death Note 3, Cowboy Bebop 2, and then Ilong, the Wolf Brigade number one. Yep, absolutely. Yep. I have the exact same, Chris. Yeah, that uh, sounds about right. Yeah, I think what puts this above Death Note for me, uh, obviously the Death Note movie is horrible. 
the English one, of course. We haven't covered the Japanese one. Eventually we will. Um, what what makes this better than that is, you know, those first, like, five episodes. I, I can watch yeah. those and, like, just pretend that the rest got canceled. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's very much like the first half and the back half are basically Promise Neverland Season 1 and Promise Neverland Season 2. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah, and it, it's unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just I, I don't want this to get a second season. I think the cast was did a really good job with what they yeah. had to work with. I think what they had to work with was shit uh, coming down the back mm-hmm. the second half. Um, man, I, I, I just uh, imagine if they released this like the way they did Castlevania, where they released like you know four or five episodes just to see. Mm-hmm. And, like, you imagine how much it built up, like, all the hype, and then imagine if they just released the second half, and, like, Ugh. all the hype would be dead, like, the reviews and would be shot. Canceled for sure. <clears throat> like, let's see, I want to check out what the Rotten Tomato score is, which I know we, oh. we, we don't like Rotten Tomato scores for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, but I just want to see. Okay. I'd be very curious. 46%. Mm, sounds about right. We are certified rotten. Um, yes, we are. And just just for reference, of course, the original Cowboy Bebop is a 100%. So, you know, didn't need to have a live action. Um, yeah. But, you know, hopefully this gets more people's attention to go watch the anime. Watch that one. That's the ne- idea. Netflix I... clearly didn't make this for the anime fans. They made this to try and get, you know, the typical Netflix Funny. watcher. Oh, you like Stranger Things? Why don't you check out this? You know. Exactly. Like, dude, come on. But they, they really did, bad. They just shit the bed here. But yeah, definitely, it's still better than the net or than the Death Note Netflix movie, um, and for a lot of the same reasons. Honestly, like they ruined Misa's character in the in the live action Death Note movie. Like Misa would never do anything to cross light. Like it's very yep. similar to the Julia story here. Like yep. Julia was all about uh, Spike all throughout the whole anime. Like we we knew this, we could tell. Misa was all about light throughout the whole anime. And then in both the live-action Netflix movies, they're like, actually, what if we made them the bad guy? It's like... So stupid. Don't do so that. Like, that's stupid. not the move ever. Um, just unfortunate, man. I, it really yeah, had... Not happy about it. Really had a lot of promise in the first half. Like, I was genuinely, like, taken back by, like, grinning ear to ear, like, the first four or five episodes. Yeah, we were we were there. We were we were like right fucking there. And like you can tell it just by the tone of us from like last week's episode to this week's episode, like it's they, night and day difference. They, Chris, they just had us in the first half. It's unfortunate to see, um, but yeah, that is the live action Cowboy Bebop. Of course, it's going to get a season two. It's too popular not to. Um, unfortunately, we'll exactly. have to we'll have to cover that. Maybe they'll retcon the uh, the ending somehow, right, but. Mm-hmm. We're wishful thinking at this point. But with that being said, Cody, let's put that baby behind us. Let's put it behind us. And, uh, you know, we, we, we mentioned the, the winner of last week's poll, which I'm really excited to watch. Um, and then we've got another poll with um, some really quirky, interesting picks. And then one that's probably going to win. So, Yeah, which is my fault that I nominated this one, but... Chris, let's let's hear your picks first. Let's hear your picks first because you had one that I never actually knew existed. Yeah, so my first pick was the the Shaman King, the new one that's on Netflix, which you know you and I have talked about before. That it's been nominated before, and then the other one is one that I keep forgetting about, 
but I, I was talking to my wife about it. Um, the Supernatural anime series, uh, as in the TV show with uh, Jared Padalecki and uh, Jensen Ackles, that's Supernatural. There was an anime series done by Madhouse uh, as a companion piece to the show. It came out in 2011. Um, yeah, that's that's my other nomina- uh, nomination. I'm probably going to continue to nominate that one because um, that- I want to watch it. Now, do I need to watch any of Supernatural to follow along with this? Or? I mean, maybe just to know who the characters are, but that's, I mean, that's a simple trip to, a trip to Wikipedia will tell you all you need to know. Okay. Um, honestly, I don't know. I genuinely don't know how far, how deep into the show or how deep into, like, the lore of the show the anime is or if it's own, or if it's its own little standalone thing, so. I mean, at the very least, maybe it can be one of those things where I watch the anime and then I'm like, hey, you know what, I'll, let me check the show out. Exactly, exactly. We love things like that mind, Cody. when they do it right, right, Chris? Like, Yeah, dude, it's all it takes. All it takes is just something done right. But we'll see. I think also, too, sometimes live action translates better to anime, especially when you've got something that, that is, you know, no pun intended, but is supernatural. You can – practical effects and special effects are so much easier to animate versus try to interact with, like, real people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So those are your picks, Shaman King – and Supernatural. Uh, my picks for the ones that, that I have seen, I'm going with Angel Beats. Um, I've nominated it before. It's usually my throw-in vote because I don't think it's going to win. Uh, I don't remember anything about the anime, but I know I've seen it. So, uh, And then for the second one, Chris, another one of those... So nobody's ever heard of it. Yeah, no one's ever heard of this one, uh, but it is our most requested anime to cover, probably outside of like Jujutsu Kaisen and Attack mm-hmm. on Titan. Uh it is Demon Slayer. Um, I think haven't we nominated this before? I feel like we have nominated. Um, it I don't. Once. I don't think we. Uh, ooh. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just wrong. No, because I feel like if we'd have nominated it, it would have snapped one. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we've avoided it for so long. I just thought yeah. maybe it got nominated. Um, but figured I'd go ahead and throw it up here. Um, yeah, it's time. Obviously, season two is we on the way. We haven't done a feudal one in a while either, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, we've been away from those for quite some time now. Um, yeah, so those are our picks: Shaman King, Supernatural, Demon Slayer, and Angel Beats. If you guys want to vote on those, you can go over to our Twitter page. Uh, by the time you hear this, uh, the poll should go up the following day. So this episode will go live today, and then the poll will be up tomorrow. Uh, vote for that. Exciting. And then, of course, we're going to be covering Silent Voice. Or yeah, us on voice, excuse that. me. Uh, very well regarded anime film. The first time I saw it, I wasn't a big fan, so maybe, maybe watching and it this now. This is the one that has like the movie poster. Looks a lot like your name, right? Um, no, no, no. That is um, Weathering with You. That has okay. That's a lot like the Your Name poster. Um, this one's a little okay. bit different. Um, I did go attempt to see this in theaters, but the film reel kept messing up, which might have skewed my opinion on it because like the film messed up like three times and I had to keep restarting it and so then we mm-hmm. went home after the film just never played we got like our money back and all that stuff and then we went home looked it up online watched it there and I think I was already just so frustrated with the theater experience that it, it probably skewed my my uh my thoughts on the movie to begin with oh sure I'm um, just I mean you know how it is like once you're like frustrated for like <laughs> it's just anything you do is just going to be frustrating afterwards right um so I think it might have skewed my opinion on it so I'd like to give it a second a second chance 
That's fair. That is fair. I'm all about it. I've never seen it, never heard of it, don't know anything about it. I'm going to go in cold. But yeah, that's what we'll be covering next, uh, next Thursday, Jesus Christ, because I'm thinking it's Tuesday. I'm off work oh, every man. day. I'm, I'm all discombobulated. All, all the days run together. It is all, it is great though, Chris. I am enjoying my time off work and, uh, we hope you guys will check out Silent Voice with us. Once again, it's on Netflix, so uh, check that out. Be sure to vote on the poll on Twitter, which is just at Shonen and Suds. And, uh, Chris, that's all I got. I'm going to finish this Michelob Ultra Tallboy real quick, and uh, why don't you go ahead oh, and just man. sign us off of here. Yeah, I mean, shit, that's all I've got while you sit there and just chug that low-carb delight. Next thing I know, you're going to be doing some mountain <laughs> biking, maybe taking your kayak out for a spin. I don't know. I don't know what the what the what the what the what the hit folks do. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna turn around, Cody, and your jeans are gonna have designer pockets and oh, little designer shit. lines on the back. You're so you're gonna pull out your finest Ed Hardy shirt. Chris, um, you, if this ever happens, you kill me where I stand, please. <laughs> I will, I promise. I promise. Oh man. No, actually I gotta get ready for the Steelers game, so I gotta get the beers flowing. Oh my... man, well you hop on that. Yeah, I got I got Thursday night football, Pittsburgh versus Minnesota. Maybe big. Oh man, Big Ben's got a little gas left in the tank. We just beat the Ravens. I'm excited. Oh man, well, that's the one that matters, right? I like, guess the one you gotta win. That's right, guys. Well, I am Cody Snodgrass, and I am Chris Adams. And as always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>